Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. revival the fruit of revival that is that's the message today the fruit of revival we've been praying we've been praying for revival I appreciate what Pastor Randy Hill said last Sunday he said a lot but I appreciate what he said about what was going on uh, in Asbury and all across the campuses of this nation Uh, you know we have to believe that what this uh, fire that's been ignited, this spirit of revival, this wind of revival that's blowing across this nation, it's because that for years and years, there's some grandmas and grandpa uh, and, and, and mamas and uh, daddies, and everybody's been praying for these kids and praying for this next generation that God would get a hold of their heart. And, and so now we're seeing the, uh, that God has heard. We heard that Sunday. God has heard our prayers, Mount Olive. And God has heard our prayers. We've been praying. Uh, for the next generation we've been praying for revival to come uh, for uh, across the land of America but more so uh, into the churches in America we need revival and so we've been praying for that and I truly believe God has heard our prayers and God has answered our prayers and I believe that there's a, a fresh wind of revival blowing over this land right now and and I also believe that that fresh wind of revival is blowing right here on this church as well. And, and it will continue to blow as long as we stay hungry and thirsty for God and the things of God. you got to help me out a little bit this morning. I know we had time change, but come on now. The, the, we, listen, we will continue to see the wind of revival uh, blow on us here at this church if we will continue to stay hungry and thirsty for God and His presence. The Bible says that those that uh, have a hunger and thirst for the righteousness of God, they shall be filled. They shall be filled. And I don't know about you, but I want to stay full of the Holy Spirit. I want to be filled every day. Come on. Every one of us should. And I believe we're seeing the Holy Spirit at work across this nation, on the campuses and the hearts of people, including myself, including many of you that have testified to that. But to me, it's just a, it's really what has been prophesied even back in the book of Joel as Peter declared it in the book of Acts when he says that that God says in the last days in the last days that God says I will pour out my spirit upon all people and we're seeing that unfold right before us now um, that God is in these last days how many of you believe we're living in the last of the last days we're living in the last days I'm not discouraged by that I'm hopeful for that because that means Jesus is coming soon hallelujah and, but you know what? He says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. And we give God all the praise for the outpouring of his Holy Spirit that we're experiencing privately and personally, as we heard last Sunday. But also we give God praise for the great outpouring of his Holy Spirit uh, that we're experiencing corporately as we gather together 
uh, in different ways. We've already seen, uh, I mean, even from January to where we are now, but even just take these last, this last week, uh, people uh, coming to Christ, people are being saved. We have testimonies of people coming to the Lord. We have testimonies of people that have been uh, set free from strongholds over their life. We have people that have testified to being uh, receiving physical healing in their bodies. Hey, that's why we're praying because we know God can heal. He's our healer. He's our healer. And so we have the testimonies of people being uh, re renewed in their walk to the Lord. I want to just tell you this morning that God is moving. God is moving. He's moving here. He's moving across this land. I don't want to miss what God is doing. I believe, I truly believe with all of my heart, we've been praying for it. We're seeing it. We're experiencing it. That we are in a real revival right now. And we want to make sure that we stay in that revival. So we need to pray that God would help us to have a hunger and thirst for his righteousness so we can continue to be filled. Revival's here. So what is the fruit of revival? How, how do you know? How do you know, preacher, that revival is here? What would, what would be the results of revival? What would be the fruit of revival? Well, let me tell you what the fruit of revival is not. The fruit of revival is not goosebumps and a warm fuzzy feeling in some services that you go to revival is not some uh some awesome sermon you hear or some awesome song that you hear that's not revival revival is not a new pledge in your life that i'm going to be a better person and i'm going to live better that's not revival the fruit of revival you want to know what the fruit of revival is the fruit of revival is obedience it's going to get quiet now from here on out. The fruit of revival is not, not jumping and shouting, and we do that to express our worship, but you want to know what the, the, the real fruit of revival is. It's obedience to Christ. In fact, uh, one great preacher from years ago who was part of the Second Great Awakening in this nation, a man by the name of Charles Finney, he said revival is a new beginning to obedience to God. A, a, a new beginning you could say a fresh start a, a new beginning to uh, obedience to God the fruit of revival if you want to know if you're living a revived life and, and you're renewed back to God then the fruit of your life will be obedience to Christ your testimony your testimony sir your testimony ma'am my testimony uh, should be a testimony that we are living a life pleasing to God by obeying Jesus Christ. Our testimony should reflect a life of obedience to Christ. In fact, when Paul wrote to the Romans in Romans 16, 19, Paul wrote a letter to those Christians in Rome, and he started that letter there. He, was, he mentioned a few things, but I want you to listen to their testimony. He's talking to Christians in Rome and listen to what he says about them. Everyone has heard about your obedience. Not everyone in the world, but everyone in that area there, everyone that was connected to those Christians in that place in Rome, Paul says everyone is, they've heard. They've, the talk around the town is your obedience to Christ. Everyone, everyone has heard about your obedience. And Paul says, I'm full of joy over you, but I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. If you are revived, if you're living in revival, 
the fruit of that in your life will be obedience to Christ. If you're truly experiencing a real revival in your life, then your testimony will be a life of obedience to Christ. So what is obedience? What is obedience? Well, there's a lot of different definitions that we could say about obedience, but obedience comes down to this. Obedience is the willingness to submit yourself to God. The willingness to submit yourself to God and do whatever pleases Him. To do whatever He tells you to do. That's obedience. Obedience is the willingness to submit to God and to do whatever pleases God. How many of you want to do whatever pleases God? Praise the Lord. We have a willingness to do whatever pleases God. You see, we, we, we have a willingness, most of us have a willingness, but there's some of us that we, we have a willingness to please God as long as it's comfortable and convenient for us. I'll please you, God, as long as it doesn't get me out of my comfort zone. And I'll please you, God, as long as it doesn't inconvenience me or my schedule. But how many of you know that the Bible says that we are servants of Christ? We are servants of Christ. One of the most powerful messages I heard was Pastor Preacher Roy Jernigan a few weeks ago talked about being a servant of Christ. And the Bible says that Jesus is our master and we are his servants and we should be looking for ways to obey our Lord, our master, with our lives. It doesn't matter if it makes us uncomfortable or it inconveniences us. We should have a heart to do whatever pleases God. I want to do whatever pleases God. How about you? I want to obey the Lord. I want to walk in a life of obedience to Christ. I want to obey the Lord with my eyes. I want to obey the Lord with my mouth. I want to obey the Lord with, with my feet. I want to obey the Lord with what my hands touch. I want to obey God with what my ears listen to. Come on now. I want to obey God with my relationships. I want to obey God in the way that I treat my wife. I want to obey God in the way that I treat my children. I want to obey God in the way I treat the people around me. I want to obey God with my attitude. I want to obey God with every area of my life. I want to do whatever pleases God. And you know why I want to do that? Because I love Jesus. How many of you love the Lord? Come on, you love the Lord. Y'all sound like you're on hole 18 right now. That was a great putt. Lord, help us. Hey, we're going to find out right now if you love Jesus. You know how we'll find out? Because listen to what Jesus said. These are the words of Christ. I'm just here to deliver the words of the Lord. Jesus said in John 14, 21, he says, Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one that loves me. Let me read it to you again. Jesus said, whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. You see, your obedience and your, and your love for Christ, they're tied together. Your obedience to Christ and your love for Christ are tied together. The, the proof of your love is not in your words. The proof of your love is in your obedience. I mean, we, we say it all the time, I love you, Jesus, I love you, Jesus, and we should express it, but you know what he's looking for? If you want to express love to him, the proof is not in the words, the proof is in your feet, walking in obedience to him. And we obey the Lord because we love him. 
We love him. He's our master. He died for us on the cross. He shed his blood. He's, he's our Lord. He's our Savior. We, we, we love him because he first loved us, and we love him for who he is and for how he's transformed our lives. Has, has Jesus transformed your life? Come on, you're saved today, and you're on your way to heaven. Praise the Lord. Your obedience, your obedience to Christ is connected to your love for Christ. You see, if you, if you love someone, you want to obey them. Now, my wife's not in here in this service, praise God. But see, she loves me, and I love her, and we, we try to obey one another. You know, she, some of us are a little bit better than others. My boys, I love them, and, and, and I feel like they listen half the time. But that dog we got, that dog doesn't listen, Jimmy Coley. But I realize why the dog doesn't listen to me because there's no love relationship there. Because love and obedience is connected. And it's the same way with the Lord. We, we love Him and the proof is in our obedience. Now if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Hebrews 11.8. We see in Hebrews 11.8, there's a man by the name of Abraham and he loved the Lord and his, his, that proof that he loved the Lord was in his obedience. The proof of his love for the Lord was in his obedience. Now, in, in Hebrews 11.8, we, we just back up a little bit and tell you a little bit about Abraham. Abraham was a man that was chosen by God to become the father of the great nation Israel. God promised Abraham that he would have descendants as numerous as the stars in the heavens. That's why he went from Abram to Abraham, which means the father of many. And God called Abraham to leave the security and comfort of his own homeland to go to a place where he would eventually receive an inheritance. And listen to what the Bible says. I love this verse here. I mean, I could read it over and over again. In Hebrews 11:8, the Bible says, Abraham obeyed God and went even though he didn't know where he was going. Let me just say that again. Abraham obeyed God and went, even though he didn't know where he was going. Man, you're talking about somebody that's uh, walking in, a, in love out of obedience, uh, with obedience. It's Abraham. It's amazing to me what God can do with one person's obedience. Just one person's obedience, how it, can, how it can change a nation. One person's obedience, like Abraham. Abraham obeyed God, and, he, and he, he went on a journey that God led him on, and he was looking for a city whose builder is God. Hallelujah. Uh, Abraham obeyed God, and, and God uh, promised, provided a promised child that we know as Isaac. Uh, Abraham obeyed God, and God raised up a, a great nation, Israel. Uh, Abraham obeyed God and God led the people of God into the promised land but I want you to notice something here Abraham's obedience required him to make some adjustments in his life my obedience will require me to adjust my life please don't miss that Abraham had to adjust his life to walk in obedience to God and your obedience is going to require you to adjust your life when it comes to, to walking in obedience to Christ, you need to be ready to make some adjustments in your life. 
When Abraham was called by God to leave his homeland, he had to adjust his life. He had to, he had to leave what he knew. He had to leave his comfort. He had to leave his security, and he had to start moving with God. We heard a good word uh, Wednesday night about moving with God. Camden Morning prayed a powerful word about moving with God. Listen, if you're going to move, with, you gotta, you got to walk in obedience if you're going to move with God. you got to make some adjustments in your life if you're going to move with God. And so we got to be ready to make those adjustments. Think about Moses when he had the burning bush experience and God spoke to him about going back to Egypt to speak to Pharaoh and to bring the people out and deliver them out of the bondage of slavery out of Egypt. Moses had to make some adjustments in his life. He couldn't stay where he was at. He had to adjust his life. Think about Jesus when he called Peter and Andrew and James and John to follow him. Listen, they left everything they knew. They left their, their boats. They left the nets. They had to adjust their life to walk in obedience to Christ. Obedience is going to require you to make some adjustments in your life. And until you're ready to make those adjustments in your life, all you're doing is setting yourself up to miss what God wants to do in you and through you because you refuse to adjust to what God is calling you to do. I'm talking about the fruit of revival, about obedience to Christ. What, what are some adjustments that you may need to make to obey God? What are some adjustments you need to make? Maybe you need to adjust the time that you spend with God. Maybe so you need to adjust who you're hanging out with. Maybe you need to adjust your work schedule. Maybe you need to adjust how you pray and how you read the Word so you can hear God's voice and you can get direction from Him. Maybe you need to adjust how you treat certain people. Maybe you need to adjust the way you talk or maybe some of you need an attitude adjustment this morning. Hallelujah. Maybe some of you need to adjust the way that you're living. You, you know what God's Word says and you're living contrary to the Word of God. You know it's not right, but you've justified it for whatever reason. But I'm telling you right now, God's Word says and you need to adjust according to the Word so you can walk in obedience to Christ. God help us. My obedience will require adjustments in my life. Listen, what's the point? What's the point of gathering here around this altar and, and praying for revival in your life if you're not willing to walk in obedience to Christ? Why would you even want to pray, God, revive me, and you're not even willing to step out and walk with Jesus and obey him? So all you're doing is you're praying for some kind of feeling. And God's praying and he's wanting your feet to move and follow him. That's what revival is. It's a, the fruit of revival is obedience to Christ. And one thing I've noticed is we, we tend to look for these, these big moments in our life, these, these uh, big adjustments that we need to make. We always focus on the big adjustments. We always focus on the big steps of obedience. We look at those and they kind of spook us a little bit and they scare us a little bit. But listen to me. Don't focus on the big steps. Don't focus on the, the big adjustments. How about the small, everyday steps of obedience that God has required us to take? 
those small steps of obedience every day not not the big ones but just the just the every day I'm waking up today and I'm taking these small simple steps but I'm gonna make steps of obedience to you Christ I'm gonna walk with you and those little small steps of obedience that you take every day they start to add up and they make a big impact for the glory of God come on we get so focused on the big steps, but we, we, we kind of neglect the, the small steps that God has asked us to walk in. And listen to me, don't miss this because I, I want you to know we need to take steps of obedience. We need to walk in obedience to the work of the Lord. There's a work going on here, and God's called every one of us to be a part of that work. We're the body of Christ. Everybody's different parts of the body. It takes everybody coming together. We need to walk in obedience to the work of the Lord. If you're not walking in obedience to do the work of the Lord, you need to ask God to help you make some adjustments in your life. But let me tell you this, friend. It goes back to the small steps as well. We also need to walk in obedience not only to the work of God, but the Word of God. We need to walk in obedience to the Word of God. What does the Word of God say? Obey Him. Love one another. Uh, live holy lives. Don't worry. Did you know the Bible says don't worry? We're commanded not to worry. Don't worry. Are you worrying? Then you're not obeying God. Don't worry. Live by faith and not by fear. You know the Bible says that we as Christians, we walk by faith. We don't walk in fear. Obey God. Build up people. Build up people. These are these little small steps you take every day, walking in obedience to the Word of God. I'm going to build people up today. I'm not going to tear people down. I'm going to build them up. I'm going to obey God. The Bible says that we shouldn't grumble or complain. Hello. Come on. I'm going to take those simple steps every day. I'm going to walk in obedience to Christ, to the Word of God, and I'm not going to grumble. I'm not going to complain. The Bible says to be thankful always. I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to be thankful in the good and the bad and the ugly. I'm going to just be thankful that I'm not there alone, that God is with me. He's helping me. He's going to make a way for me. Come on. Hallelujah. Some of you may need to make some adjustments this morning. God's speaking to you about making some adjustments, but the question is, do you have a willingness to adjust your life? Listen, if God's calling you to adjust some things, my encouragement to you would be to you this morning, don't put it off, don't, don't debate it, don't try to wrestle with it, just do it and leave the results to the Lord. You remember in John uh, chapter 2 when Jesus performed his first miracle there in do you remember what Mary told the servants that were there at that wedding that day? I love it. She says, do whatever he tells you to do. Jesus is on the scene. Jesus is at the wedding, and Mary says to those servants there, listen, just do whatever he tells you to do. How many of you want to do whatever Jesus tells you to do? I want to do whatever Jesus tells me to do. I want to please him with my obedience. And listen to me, I'm almost there. Whatever Jesus is calling you to and whatever Jesus is calling you to do, you can trust him with everything. You can trust him with everything. This is the second point right here. My obedience is going to require me to trust Jesus with everything. If I'm going to walk in obedience to Christ, I'm going to have to trust him with everything. Now, don't raise your hand here, but how many of you know that most of the time when we feel like the Lord's calling us to do something, asking us to do something, directing us to do something, we always like to have the details. We want to have the details. We, want to just, we, we, we make the decision whether we're going to obey the Lord or not based on the details. 
And how many of you know that God doesn't always give us the details? We, 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 we have to trust and obey God and lead the details to him. Think about Abraham. I mean, there is, he, he, he's got a family, he's got his homeland, he leaves the uh, security and the comfort of his home, and the Bible says that he obeyed God and he went, even though he didn't know where he was going. He didn't, he didn't have not one detail. He didn't know, he had one clue where he was going. All he know is God called him out and he was going to walk and obey the Lord. And your obedience is going to uh, require you to trust the Lord with everything. And Abraham, he trusted the Lord with everything. He trusted the Lord with everything. He had to. He didn't know where he was going. And your obedience is going to require you to trust the Lord with everything. Whatever God is calling you to do, it's always going to be right. It's always going to be good. You may not understand why he's asking you to do something, calling you to do something, uh, uh, encouraging you to do something. But I can tell you this, God has a purpose and God has a plan and he wants to use his people to, to fulfill that purpose, to fulfill that plan. And I go back to this again. If, if God is the one that's calling you to walk in obedience and step out and do something, there's no need to debate it or delay it. You just do it and leave the results and the details to the Lord. Because I promise you, he's going to look out for you. You can trust the Lord with everything because he's faithful. 2 Thessalonians 3.3 says, But the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. Say, the Lord is faithful. Hebrews 10.23, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. Our Lord is faithful. Friend, you can step out in obedience to Christ, and the reason why you can is because our Lord is faithful. That's what I kept hearing in my heart and in my spirit. You tell them they don't have to be worried and be afraid of walking in obedience to me because I'm faithful. I'm faithful now, and I'm faithful forever, forever, and the Lord's faithfulness is perfect. You know what you can expect when you go forward in obedience? You know what you can expect? You can expect God's faithfulness. When you decide that you're going to go forward in obedience to, with Christ, you can expect God's faithfulness. You can expect God's goodness, God's mercy, God's help, God's provision, God's protection, God's power. Great is the Lord's faithfulness. Hallelujah. If I could sing like them other preachers, I'd take off right now. Great is thy faithfulness. But I can't. That's all I know. How many of you know his faithfulness is great? His faithfulness is great. Listen, that song we were singing Wednesday night, the Lord can't fail you. He won't fail you. God is faithful to work it out. God is faithful to help you out. God is faithful to supply all your needs. There's no reason to ever second guess what God is asking you to do. Why? Because he's faithful. His promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. When you're wondering how it's going to all work out and how it's all going to play out, all you need to remember is God is faithful and God is able. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen. I think about the testimony of the psalmist where he said, you know what, I've lived, I've lived in my younger days and now I'm in my older days and I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never seen their children begging for bread. God is faithful. God will make a way. Come on, come on. Has he brought you through some things in your life? Come on, he's brought you through. Come on, he'll bring you through it all. And you can trust him with everything. You can trust him with everything. Remember the battles that, he, that he's brought you through. Have you been through some battles in your life? 
Come on, remember the battles that he's brought you through when the enemy came in like a flood? I mean, trying to sweep over you. God is faithful. God made a way for you. God brought you out. God delivered you. Hallelujah. You can go forward with obedience with Jesus because he's faithful. Because he says that no matter what you're going through in your life, I am with you always. I had a sister that uh, printed off a letter one time and had it framed. It's got my name like, Dear Jeff Dale. And it's from Jesus. And it says, I am with you always. Hallelujah. He's with you every step of the way. Praise the Lord. Listen, I can go forward in obedience because I know Jesus is faithful. And even when things don't make no sense, when there's no details, when there seems to be no clear answer, I can still go forward because Jesus is my answer. He's going to help me. He's going to guide me through. Even when I can't figure it out, he's going to help me through. Hallelujah. I can go forward in obedience with Jesus because he's faithful because he tells me that he'll take what the enemy's meant for evil and he'll turn it to good. I can go forward in obedience with Jesus because I know he's working all things out for my good and for his glory. Come on, praise the Lord today. I can go forward. We're almost there. Pastor Kevin, if you'll come and help me land. Hallelujah. I go back to Abraham. Abraham, he trusted God with everything. Let me ask you this morning. Are you trusting the Lord with everything? I mean everything, not, not some things. Well, I'll, I'll give him this, and I'll, I'll trust him for that, but I'm going to still try to figure this out, and I'm going to still try to hold on to this. But are you going to trust the Lord with everything? Abraham, something very powerful I want you to see here. He discovered as he was going forward in obedience something very powerful about the Lord. He discovered as he went forward in obedience that God is faithful. I don't have time to go into all of it, but you know that he called the Lord, he named the Lord Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord is my provider. That word Jireh, you know what it means? It means to see. It means to see. It means to see. Listen to me this morning. You can trust and you can obey God because he sees what you're going through. He sees what you're going through. God sees the he sees your situation, he sees your struggles, he sees your tears, he sees your troubles, he sees your needs, he sees your dilemma. He sees your heart. He sees you and he's faithful. God sees you. He's looking at you right now. He's look his eye is upon you. My brother, my sister, he sees you. You, you, don't have to, you don't have to worry about this step of obedience because God sees you right there where you are. And He is faithful. And He's going to make a way for you. He's going to make a way. The Bible said that the Lord said about Himself. He says, I am the Lord and I change not. Jesus said, the Bible says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Listen to me this morning. He sees you. He sees you and he will take care of every step that you take. So the fruit of revival, the fruit of revival is a life of obedience to Christ. Don't, don't, don't come running up to me and shouting to me about, man, revival was good, revival was awesome, hallelujah. And God's asking you to walk across the street and speak to your neighbor and share Christ and you won't do it.
or you know somebody's living outside of the word and the will of God and, and you won't lovingly show them the way you know, some people need somebody to come alongside of them that's walking in obedience to Christ, and they need somebody to take them by the hand and walk them to, to the light, walk them to the truth. But don't, don't tell me you're revived and you're not even willing to do that. Don't, don't tell me you're, oh, revival, revival, hallelujah. And people all around you in your school and in your workplace lost they died or on their way to hell and you're not even praying for them and not even witnessing to them. I'm talking, the Lord's already got a hold of my heart. Don't you come in there, oh, I'm revived. Oh. And you won't even be bold enough to share the love of Christ with somebody you meet in the community. Are you afraid to tell somebody the truth from God's word? Are you back down because you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings? None of this was in the notes. But I'm just telling you right now, friend, listen, if, we, if we're going to have revival, if we have revival, the fruit of that revival is going to be obedience. Don't, don't tell me you're all revived and then you leave here and you're out there and you're, you're tearing your wife down with your words or wife, you're tearing your husband down. Being ugly to other people. Don't, don't tell me you're revived. Don't tell me we're in revival. And, and tomorrow you're, you're fussing somebody out, cussing somebody out. How many of you want to do whatever pleases the Lord? I, I honestly believe with all of my heart that there, there's this, I believe there's like a calling over every one of us, a fresh calling from the Lord just saying will there be a heart will there be a person that will be willing to obey me no matter what would you be willing to surrender everything submit your whole life and leave, the, leave your convenience and leave your comfort so I can use you for my glory small little steps small steps how many of you are willing to take a small step of obedience? Would you stand with me, please? Lord, have mercy. I'm just going to ask you right now, listen, we're going to move into an altar time. Please. If you're here this morning and you have a heart and a willingness and you want to obey the Lord and and you know that obeying the Lord means you're going to have to make some adjustments in your life. And God's already speaking to you about those adjustments you need to make. It, whatever it may be, can you just give it to the Lord this morning and say, God, I need you to help me to adjust. Uh, help me to adjust, adjust, adjust my life according to your word so I can walk in obedience to you. And some of you have been struggling with this thing about can God, is he going, can he make a way for me? Can I, can I really trust, if I take this step, can I trust the Lord with everything? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. So I'm asking you right now, if you have a willingness to, 
to make those adjustments and you have a willingness to trust God with everything, would you step out right now and say, Allah, I want to walk in obedience to Christ. And today, I make a fresh surrender to the Lord. I'm here to surrender everything, my walk, my life. I want to obey the Lord. Whatever he calls me to, whatever he calls me to do, I'm willing, I'm ready. Here I am, Lord, use me. Use me. Use me. If that's you, friend, and you have that desire, or maybe you want that desire, you want that willingness, I want you to step out right now and just make your way to the altar. And I want to just to pray with you. I want you to make a confession, Lord, right now. I, I'm making, help me to make those adjustments. Holy Spirit, put your hand on me right now. Help me to adjust, adjust. If you can't make it to the altar, could you do me a favor right there where you are? And could you just lift your hands up to the Lord and just say, I surrender. I submit. I'm willing. That's, I'm willing to do whatever you tell me, Lord. I'm willing to do whatever you tell me I don't need the details I don't need to know how it's going to end up I'm just going to trust you with everything I'm going to trust you with everything oh hallelujah 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 I'm going to trust you Lord I'm going to trust you I'm going to be like Abraham I'm going to I'm going to go even though I don't even know where I'm going. I'm going to trust you, Lord, that you're going to lead me. You're going to provide. You're going to protect. You're going to give direction. You're going to give guidance. Lord, right now, I pray that everyone in this church would, Lord, just be ready to submit and surrender to you. And God, I pray right now, Lord, that we would make the adjustments, God, whatever it may be, our schedules, our hearts, our attitudes, our spirit. God, help us, Lord. Holy Spirit, make some adjustments right now at this altar. Make some adjustments right now in this church. Lord, I declare right now, I'm, I'm willing to adjust. I'm willing to adjust so I can go forward in obedience with you, Christ. Come on, make that your prayer right now. Come on. Would you make that your prayer? Come on, pray it out loud. Pray it out loud. I'm, I'm here to adjust, Lord. Make those adjustments in my life right now. Oh, Holy Spirit, adjust. God, help me, help me, help me. Help me, help me to adjust and help me to trust. Help me to trust you with everything right now. I trust you with everything. You are faithful. Great is thy faithfulness, God. You will never, you won't never fail me. You won't let me down. God, you're right there. God, you're right there when I don't understand. You're right there when there's no answer. God, you're right there turning what was meant for evil into good. God, you're right there working all things out for your glory. God, I can trust you because you're faithful. I'm putting it all into your hands today, Lord. I'm declaring, Lord, just a, a new beginning of obedience right now. A new beginning of obedience to you, God. I'm not playing around. I'm not playing games.